Hey everyone, and welcome to Splat Spotation, my podcast where I take a positive look at the nasty and the extreme. In this format, though, I do it with a guest from the Splatterpunk and Extreme Horror community. And with me this week, I have Chuck Nasty. Welcome to the show, Chuck. What up, man? Thanks for having me. Hey, Pumps, dude. It's nice to uh, get to chat to you in person. Yeah, yeah, no, um, I, I've, I've wanted to be on it for a minute. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, before we uh, get into the book this week, I'm going to give Chuck a little chance to uh, introduce himself to everyone. And then he'll do his 60 second short. And then we will gush over how fucking awesome Heartbreak, uh, Heartbreak, Hellbound Heart is. I always say Heartbreak. I don't know why. It is a heartbreaking story. Better. Yeah, it rolls off the tongue better. But right, right. This isn't cause quite hour either. But, yeah. Um, so yeah, if you want to just let everyone know a little bit about yourself first, Chuck, and then we get going. All right. Uh, Chuck Nasty, um, coming from Old World in Sterling, Kentucky. Um, I've always been a horror fan since I was a kid. Uh, I've been writing weird stuff since I was in kindergarten. Uh, always been obsessed with the morbid and the, and the, and the, and the, the weird. Um, and I also play... Uh, drums and do vocals in a band called bastard sons of a judas goat and i do a few different podcasts nasty nation graveyard talk video store clerks and uh just put out uh, my first release thirsty and um yeah that's that's pretty much uh me in a nutshell at, at this moment mm-hmm. in my life um okay. you want me to go ahead and, and the 60 second uh, thing here uh yeah you can jump right into it now if you want yeah we'll go ahead and Let's see here. All right. Um, whack. The mallet smashed down on the first finger, causing the skin to bust it open and split it, nailed down, split the nail down the middle. The owner of the digit had been tied to a chair with one hand out and taped to the table. He screamed and pleaded, please, I'll pay you double. Ignoring what was being said, I reached down and grabbed the pliers from the tray. The man stared in horror as the nose of the pliers gripped down on the broken nail. There wasn't pulling the, there wasn't pulling the fucker out with a quickness either. No, there had to be pain. I slowly... As possible, I twisted around and pulled the nail from the finger. God damn you. The blood split from, let's see, the blood split finger. God damn. Sorry, my computer fixed it. The blood from the split finger was forming a small puddle. Laying the pliers back on the tray, I picked the mallet back up, grinned at my victim, bringing the blood object down once again. This time smashing two other fingers. It's a, it's, it's a wonder my ears haven't gone deaf from all the screaming my ears that endured throughout the years. The man squirmed and groaned at the pain. Raising the mouth from the fingers, he had every right to be in tears. The impact had mangled two digits. Flesh was split open. Areas dripped crimson. Adding to the small puddle on the table. Thwack, thwack, thwack. I watched the skin separate and blood spray until the man's scream stopped. Apparently, the pain was too much and he passed out. Couldn't help but let out a laugh while staring at the broken and slobbering man in front of me. That's when I muttered to myself the truth. All in a day's work. <laughs> yeah. Very nice, dude. So is um is the new book the first of many? Are you looking to kind of get into it? Oh or? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, it's something I always wanted to do. I mean, it really has. Honestly, Clive Barker, Clive Barker, and Stephen King were the two main ones that, from the time that I was in second, third grade, I, I, I started reading uh, older books, adult, adult-oriented books and stuff at a young age, and I just loved everything about it. Like I just the, the I don't know how how a book can really take you in into another world, and it became therapeutic for me. Skipped around through my life. Uh, music became my main focus for the longest time. 
And uh, a few years back, I, I, I found that how much I really do love writing. And um, yeah, I'm not stopping. I'm, 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 I'm kind of like a, I'm kind of a writing machine at this point when it comes down to certain <laughs> things. I've got a lot of, I got a lot of stuff planned. I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, you know, with, with the help of, uh, of Stuart Bray and, uh, and Eve Fell and, uh, Jason Nicky, uh, actually, um, like it's, I've got a lot of motivation. I got a lot of, you know, get the, got to get the grind going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Keep with the grind, keep it going. And, and it's all I think about, you know, before the show we were talking about last night, I was on a, uh, I was at that, uh, paranormal circus thing and it was an awesome, awesome experience. But the thing is the whole ride there. And the whole ride back and in between parts in the middle, my brain wouldn't stop. All I was thinking about was, oh, I've got an idea. Oh, but <laughs> the, the, the 60, the 60 second story, I actually wrote something before that. And it was really, it actually like, I was like, oh, this is a good page. I have to do something different. This is going to be something else. <laughs> so I've got, I've got another idea, but it's just like, it's, it's, it's constantly, my brain's constantly turning. I don't know if it was Stephen King or Edward Lee that, that, that made a comment in an interview that said that, um, that's fucking completely true. It's like once you get into writing, it kind of becomes the only thing you think about. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got you know, you got your usual shit you think about, your family, your your financial stuff, that. But like everything else is like, what am I doing next? I've got to what is, <laughs> what, what 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 kind of fucked up shit can I just kind of spew out? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just it, it's a it's a great thing, and I've 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 been really happy with uh, how people have, have, have received have received the book so far and everything and it's just kind of nice it's like kind of a dream come true to actually have my shit out i didn't think i was fucking worthy enough to ever do anything like this or or to be liked with it and i've had a lot of good support through the years of people telling me that i should do something with it do something with it and now i fucking have and i ain't stopping <laughs> that's the way to do it better. especially with self-publishing you can just take control and just go for it yeah man even though even though uh technology is kind of a it's a back and forth thing. There's there's mm. good and there's bad, just like anything else. But yeah, you know, the things like Amazon and shit, where you can do that. You you know, put out your own stuff, makes things a whole lot easier. I mean, same yeah. with same with the music stuff too. I mean, it really, it's it's it's. Uh, thank you, technology, for that aspect. <laughs> yeah, I was a scriptwriter beforehand, and like the fucking idea of sending scripts off and waiting, and, and even if they get picked up, there's a process that's going to take a couple of years really and so now yeah. i'm just like finish the book upload it like spend a week or two marketing move on to the next one like keep going like well i mean it also self-publishing also kind of um you get to bypass the rejection rejection yeah. rejection yeah. and you yeah. know even though like there's you know stephen king said that that, that the rejections built him up and motivated him or whatever but that's a whole lot of like mental anguish that people don't have to fucking <laughs> deal with, you know, yeah. like I got, I, I got anxiety and shit. And I know not everybody likes, you know, what you put out, whatever, again, playing music, you fucking figure that out pretty quick. Um, but you know, if, if you're not having to be told, Oh, sorry, you know, we really, yeah. we enjoyed your story, but not for us, not for us. That was one thing that actually like for a minute there kind of like killed me. I was like, man, what the fuck? Like I'm sitting in this, should, you know, yeah, it's a different world now, like, because I always be the same. I used to think, like, every no is one step closer to a yes. You know, I had a very positive mindset. But it's not the quality of the work, right? Like, you've still got to get it in the right people's hands for the right audience at the right time. Self-publishing yeah. or being able to put your own music out, especially with social media and stuff, you can 
you can find that audience yourself. Like you can aim it specifically at that niche group and you don't yeah. have to worry about it appealing to people who it was never going to appeal to in the first place. Yeah, it's exactly. a big advantage. Yeah, it's 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 a game changer, man. It's it's kind of it's kind of nice. I mean, you know, sometimes I do. I'm the kind of person that, that believes that uh, once in a while, it, it's you almost kind of have to have the, the cat of nine tails on yourself. You know, yeah. whatever whatever way that you, you you put that, if you want to verbally beat the shit out of yourself to make yourself feel better, it's just motivation. Sometimes you need to be beaten down a little bit <laughs> to realize, all right, I'm going to rise the fuck up from the ashes and I'm yeah. going to smash you on your fucking, you know. I'm, I'm not a turn the cheek kind of guy. <laughs> that's the people that have the longer careers, though, right? The guys who just get back up and, okay, let's start again. Like, let's go again. Yeah. I mean, that's that, that also, you know, that, that I, I know a saying that I've always had, uh, the underground sticks together. And that mm. and that goes for music, for literature, for, for anything. Um, and that's another reason why, like, Splatterpunk and all that shit, like, it completely, <laughs> like, when I, when I found it, I was like, whoa, there's actually a thing? Okay. It's perfect. It's 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 underground and and the community is pretty fucking cool too. Everybody's so nice. It's great. It's the only Facebook group I've never gotten an argument in. Like <laughs> it's, it's like this is Splatterpunk group, you know. You know which one I'm talking about. And it's, just, it's it's great, you know. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so yeah, so the book we're covering this week is Hellbound Heart by Clive Barker. Nice little copy there. Uh, there will be spoilers. Um, and we will jump around and chat about whatever we want. So if you haven't read the book before and you're worried about spoilers, just pause it right now, go off and read it and come back. Or just let us tell you how fucking awesome it is so that you definitely want to read it afterwards. It's a um, quick little read too. Yeah, it's not very long. Actually, it was even shorter than I thought because the Kindle's got like chapters for another book in the back. So I was like reading oh, it okay. thinking like, how can I still have 20% left? Like it's right at the end. But it's because there was a few chapters of a different book. <laughs> oh, okay um so yeah before we get going with it low um what made you choose this one then out of any books that we could have spoke about today why why this well i was because I, I told you that i was i was either edward lee or hmm. or clive barker and um man honestly clive barker is one of the originators of like the extreme i mean the, he really took it to places that a lot of a lot of uh writers a lot of authors hadn't really taken it at that point like when it came down to like people making a name for themselves and you got to respect it. And, and I'm, I'm a huge Hellraiser God. This is a complete fucking horror arm. And like, <laughs> I, that was the first horror tattoo I had was the, the box. Um, and it's just, it's, it, I, I feel like it was, it'd be a good idea. Cause I don't think I've seen anybody do Clive Barker on, on here. No, no, yeah. No. And I was like, yeah, hey, you know what, let's go with one of the, let's, let's go with one of the originals, man. The, <laughs> uh, the, the 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 god of of, of the most ungodly things, Clive Barker. <laughs> you know, awesome. I mean, that's a pretty damn good reason. Um, yeah, man. So yeah, I mean, I guess the kind of good place to start with this is uh, the opening chapter. Like sometimes you just got to start from the beginning. The opening chapter is pretty fucking awesome. Like it just captures the atmosphere of the book like instantly. Oh yeah. Um, so did you how many times have you read this book uh this is probably the second time but the first time was like like 25 years ago maybe like that was same for me too yeah now yeah. did you see hellraiser before you before you read this or was it um i would have seen i would have i 
I think I probably would have watched Hellraiser before I read the book first. And then I've seen the film like five or ten times since I've read yeah. the book again. So. But when you, when you, because that was the same way I saw the movie first. And then, you know, um, and it has, and it, was, and it was nice to, I was wanting to re- reread this again anyway, because it's been about 20, 25 years since I've read it. Um, and I, the, the opening part of the book, uh, you ha- you already kind of have something in your head, the way it looks. Yeah. You know, because you already, because even though the characters are a little skewed for the most part, the same people, you like, you're able to envision, uh, mm. you know, the actors and stuff like. Oh, I definitely had, um, I definitely had Frank's voice in my head. Like, come to daddy. Yeah, that voice was definitely there for like every bit of it. <laughs> it's Frank. It's Uncle Frank. Yeah. Oh, do you? But yeah, no, I love that opening chapter. I thought it just set things up perfectly straight away. It just created this world and yeah having seen the film obviously you know a lot about it but kind of as the chapter i thought it gave you quite a lot quite early with the war opening and building the atmosphere and introducing you to the xenobites like it it didn't skimp on the kind of the fantasy element of it right away it just kind of dove right in there yeah uh i i think that, it, that somebody who is maybe not familiar with clive barker or hellraiser and so, like, I think that that the first few pages like would grip somebody would have no idea, you know. Yeah, like, I, 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 it's a quick fucking read, and you really like from the beginning of the book, it goes like so quick that uh, I don't know. It's a, uh, it's grimy and and grainy, just in the mm-hmm. like just what you could, you know what I mean. I, 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 he, he's always been really good about either um, showing you a little bit about what's gonna be coming. And the yeah. fact that like he kind of opens it up with with um, a really good look at, at kind of like oh this is the feel of this okay yeah. moving on you know there's the exact but, words I've written down as well like grimy and grainy like grainy is an odd way to describe a book but it is really grainy <laughs> oh yeah I uh, was trying to think because when it comes down to, to um, some of the moments in this book. Um, there's there's really no like it's still it's just as brutal as the movie is, mm. you know. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people, because there's always that 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 that. Which one do you prefer? Do you prefer the book or the, or the movie? Everybody usually goes for the for the, for the movie, and you know, yeah, everybody kind of goes. Uh, you go for whatever you've seen first. Yeah, if you've read the book first, you go for the book. If you've seen the movie first, you go for the movie. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I, I, you know, it's sorry. I was just say, but it's interesting this one, obviously, because Clive Barker wrote and directed the film and written the book. It's it's very much his work throughout. Yeah, which I mean is that that had to have been nice though for him. Mm, that's for pretty the fact unique. That, well, for him to especially change up some things in, in, in the book from the from the movie, um, it's kind of like he was uh, he wasn't totally happy with you know, the story plot of some things in the book. Eh, all right, I'm just going to make the movie and change it all around and nobody's going to fucking care, <laughs> you know? Because I, I mean, because I, 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 I don't know why he changed some of the names. Could have just kept it. I realized that because in this, you you had you had Kirsty, you had Frank, you had Julia. Mm. You didn't have Larry. You had Rory. Yeah. And and instead of Kirsty being the daughter, she was like the friend that has thing for him or whatever yeah see i found that as someone who spent 
20 years of my life script writing. Like, I kind of get that. I read in the book, it's fine that she's kind of um, like a neighbor off to the side who's got a bit of a thing for Rory. But cinematically, you know, it kind of makes more sense when you've got so few characters for it to be, you know, more of a family relationship. Like, I, yeah, I get him yeah. changing that. I would have, I, you know, I think I would have as well. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it flows better. The, yeah. the story flows better that way, but it's it's an inter- it's an interesting uh, 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 way of I don't know. It's just kind of it was kind of interesting to to go back and and, and look at this and see um, some of the differences on some shit on this. Um, what did you think of the uh, characters as a whole in this book? Because no one's particularly likable. No, they're all kind of shitheads. Yeah. Uh, Julia is. Uh, well, she's she's the Julia that that she's pretty close to the movie because you, you yeah. were talking about um, about some of the, the similarities to the movie and how how close it was for the most part. Uh, the characters, I mean, even the character of Rory, I still saw Larry in my head. Hmm. You know, it, it, it you know it, it was kind of hard not to. Um, yeah, I I think that that the people it, it kind of I don't know the perfect kind of people for the set of bites to cut to come after. Yeah, like you know, I because nobody's really that innocent. It seems in the book, in the movie, in the movie, it seems like you know, there's a little bit more innocence spread around. But in, in this one, it's just like there's just darkness surrounding everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, the Frank, closest you've got to a kind of protagonist as such would be Kirsty, but I mean, you don't really give a fuck about her, so it's no, and like, you, and you know, not. she's got a bit of a thing for for Rory. Like, I think that's more kind of, you know, you get a good sense of that in the book without him actually saying it. So despite kind yeah. of Julia's affairs, you're like, is there something going on there as well? Like it's. It kind of makes you, it kind of makes you think that there's, there's an affair on every side, hmm. which in Clyde Barker fashion, that kind of makes sense. It's like, why wouldn't there be like multiple shit like that going on yeah. at once? You know, there's, there's always something going on behind closed door, closed door. <laughs> why not have it double door, you know? Uh, yeah. uh, the um, oh shit, lost my train of thought. Oh, um, the Cenobites. Hmm. Um, it's really kind of funny because because you know um because well I haven't read this since the the new one came out and everything, and everybody talking about how the, the the new movie came out and all that, um, that it was closer to the book than than the original or something, hmm. um. The only thing that that movie has anything to do with this is is the is pretty much the Cenobites like Pinhead. Well, yeah. the 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 Hell shit, um, the Hell Priest. Is somebody yeah. is somebody goes on this? I'm not sure. But, I, to be honest, I don't remember a single fucking thing about that new movie. I watched it. It was meh. I forgot I about it. <laughs> yeah. hey, I, I I will I will say this. Uh, I think everybody that loves that movie so much. I think it's because we've been wanting a Hellraiser movie so long that we didn't give a shit. Because I watched it, I watched it once, and um, loved it, and then Mm -hmm. I watched it again a couple days later, and I hated it. And I was (laughs) like, you know, like I, I I like, I think the 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 Pinhead was interesting, but I mean, it's just kind of like Freddy. It's kind of hard to to look at a different, you know, a a different thing, but. But, that was, but in the book, it does it does describe 
more of a a, a feminine uh, kind yeah. of like characteristics, you know. Uh, but the thing the issue there like is that the the uh, the book doesn't really go into them that much, does it? It's not really their story, which is where the film the remake went wrong, in my opinion. Is it's not the Cenobite story in the slightest. It's got nothing to do with them. They're a means to the end, like. It's about Frank, Julia, and Rory. But do, do you do you know who the actual star is? It's the oh, box. Well, so. Yeah, it's the box. Yeah. The box is the main star, and that is the one thing I will say about the new movie that I I was okay with was it was kind of cool to see the different the different shapes or whatever of like how you know the different mm. uh, uh, forms that the, the box would take. But did yeah, you like the way the did you like the way the box is introduced in the book? Mm-hmm. Because it's it doesn't really tell you as such what it is, but it goes into the mechanics quite quickly. Like I, I liked that. Yeah, the way he the way he describes how it works is really cool. Um, that's what that's one thing I really like uh, about this book in particular is, and well, and Clyde Barker in general, but this one just like yeah, you could you could see it so well, like the the way it's described. Uh, with the, the gears clicking and and all all mm. that shit or whatever, like it's it's I don't know it, it's it's kind of kind of kind of nice because you actually get kind of a I don't know the best the best way to like just to, to say what I was trying to say, like but you get the atmosphere of it, don't you? Can you get the bells as well? You can really get oh, the bells yeah. in this book. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ding. Like <laughs> I, I, it's I, and 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 going, you know, because I you know I don't I would keep going back and forth, whatever, but. The, the similarities of the book and the, and the movie or shit is the fact of like it's pretty on, on spot with that. You see it, mm. you you can you can you can, when you're reading it, you're like, oh fuck, I know exactly what what this is kind of <laughs> what part this is supposed to be. Yeah. yeah, and and I I've always I've always thought Frank was a was such a, a horrible individual, like just a completely just dis, just dis, disgusting person, whatever, um, and. There's only, and honestly, you really, you really don't know as much about Frank as you probably think there should be in the book. I mean, you you get, but you get just enough hmm. to where it's not overloaded, but it's just enough to where you know, like, oh, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, in, in the movie, it's pretty clear he's a piece of shit pretty quick too. But in, in this one, it, it's like, oh, okay, he did this. This is how he comes off. He's an asshole. We get it. He's the yeah. he's the he's the big bad villain. He's the main villain. You know, uh, a lot of. Uh, People would say the Cenobites are the, and it's like, nah, they're just doing their job. No, they're just doing their <laughs> job. Yeah, Frank just misunderstood the uh, what the box was. He just thought he was going to get some nasty, depraved fucks. Like you know, he didn't think he was going to get his skin ripped apart and put back together the wrong way, and all the rest of it. Yeah, I really, I really like the uh, uh, how the scenes where Julia is bringing them in. Mm. I, I really like how 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 that uh, some some pretty brutal shit. But the the way that Frank gets the you know the blood and it gets mm. you know back in the form or whatever it's it's a little different from how it is in the movie but but um I I really you can see it like you yeah. you, can, you you're in that dark room you know what I mean like you you, you can tell that he's in the shadows it made you know, me like think it's... of like a um, like a really X-rated sort of the mummy like how kind of like Imhotep sort of gets it back in the old kind of nineteen thirties films like. Yeah, it had that sort of feel to it, but in a more extreme way. Like, yeah, it was quite icky and very dirty and just 
him just fucking lying on the floor while she's like luring these men into this like decrepit old room like just yeah so much atmosphere in that part of the book and it's so weird, like like Julia, like her her mindset of just like this obsession with with, with bringing Frank back, like mm-hmm. it's it's just it's a disgusting fucked up love story. <laughs> I mean, it really is. I mean, when I say love, I don't really mean love. You know, it's like it's like a, it's it's because she has an obsession with Frank. Frank really doesn't give a shit. He no. more or less just wants to use her, and she's a dumbass. So she's immediately going, you know, oh well, because just just like her character is that she had she started out as a as a as a decent person she kind of ended up like fucking with frank and all that and then she just kind of becomes a sinister obsessive person when she finds out that oh frank's presence is still here and you know and it's like what a fucking you know it's like how do you not think you're crazy like okay i'm gonna go kill guys i'm gonna bring them to my my husband my, my, my husband's brother's corpse come like escaping hell body yeah. to bring him back and it's like it's like you know this is a problem with a lot of people these days they want to they want to <laughs> bring back the people in their lives they probably should you know what i mean this is, uh, i found it interesting that there was no um there was no real um kind of um vetting of the guys like it wasn't like oh this guy's an absolute cunt so i'm going to bring him back and we're going to use him it was pretty much like whoever hits on me in the bar is fair game yeah. So yeah, you know, it wasn't like she was bringing back scumbags in some kind of vigilante manner or anything like that. Like all of those guys, barring having a bit on the side, weren't really doing anything. Like yeah, they weren't bad dudes. She she it just it just kind of like I, what what would you do <laughs> not to be alone? Like or or to yeah. have your desires? You know, which which is pretty much the whole the whole book, yeah. the whole feel of the book. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's you know pleasure, pain. Um, but yeah, like the character of Julia, man, she's just such a fucking bitch. <laughs> I mean, I, I any, anybody anybody that's ever been cheated on, or or knows that something's going on with their their significant other, uh, can 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 really relate in the idea of hating this woman because yeah. you you got you know which Rory in the book, which I, I he's he's not again he's not Larry, but he's a little bit more aggressive than what larry is in the movie oh, yeah, R- R- yeah. yeah like like going back to like god you don't really like anybody in this book mm-hmm. and because in the movie larry is a kind and loving and mm-hmm. you know whatever and in the book he's kind of like ah, oh, i i love you like i guess <laughs> yeah. I, yeah yeah like uh, <laughs> maybe possibly and yeah. and julia's over here going like oh i'm not feeling good oh i'm actually cleaning blood all over like off of me because i'm trying to reanimate your brother upstairs um <laughs> yeah it's 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 i i think this book is um is a definite like if anybody has hasn't read any Claude barker it's like there's three Claude barker books that i will not including the books of blood. There's three Claude Barker books that I that I think that that are good to open with: A Thief of Always, Hellbound Heart, and um, Cabal. Those I think those are 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 three that that because this book is just it's it's pretty killer. I mean it, mm-hmm. it, it's it's brutal. It's to the point, and it's a, it's a good story. That's what I, that's what I like about it. It's not just it's not just pretty, every uh... corner. It's pretty trim as well, right? There's no fat on this book. It just dives in there. 
gets to the plot pretty damn quickly and yeah, it yeah it writes stop. it good. Yeah. Yeah, like again, that's why it's, it's such a quick read. That's what I love about it. I mean, because I mean, it's 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 not it's novella size. You know, it's it's a novella, hmm. and like I, I, there. And the thing is that even though it goes straight to the gut, there's so much more for a small book. There's so much in this for it to be pounded into. You know, the the Cenobites, the the you know the the, the shitty characters, uh, the the fucking um, oh god. Well, one of the bits I found quite interesting that had its whole kind of chapter to it and stuff was obviously Kirsty breaking into the house, seeing what's going on, ending up in hospital, and then she makes a deal with the Cenobites, and she's meant to be more the heart of the story, but here she is making a deal with this kind of evil force. Yeah, they said it is every character in this book is pretty cruel. It's kind of like everybody has a price. Yeah, you know. And, I mean, like, yeah, hey, she's she's like, fuck all them. They're all fucking messing around with each other and fucking around with these evil forces. Like, I was just trying to be a good neighbor. But at the same time, she totally condemns them all. Well, she she she's like the 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 worst kind of like you know, like in sitcoms and stuff. They have that that nosy neighbor that comes around yeah. and like bewitched had that one chick or whatever. Like, <laughs> I think that's what he was kind of going for when it came down to to Kirsty. Mm. You know, uh, was with kind of with a little more of an extreme attitude about things. Um, because walking into somebody's house, like I, I don't know, like uh, that's that's a, that, that's not just a, a nosy neighbor. That's but that's what neighbor. makes me think that she is obsessed and wants like Rory, right? Like she uh-huh. went in that house for Rory, not to not to be a good neighbor. Like she wanted, if she goes in that house and catches Julia fucking another dude, then yeah, she might not want to kill the messenger or whatever. But like. She then knows that her chances with Roy are drastically increased because he's not going to stay with his wife if she's cheating on him. Like, right? I think it was a pretty. I think there was a bit more behind the act. I don't think she was just trying to be helpful. Oh yeah, I think she just wanted because the way she describes Julia as well as this like beyond pretty woman who's you know kind of a goddess compared to her. Like, yeah, yeah she wants her out the fucking picture. Yeah. Well, even even the part in the book where where she's kind of de- de- debating on what to do, she's like, "I can go beat on the door, or you know, or wait, no, I can't do this because like da 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 da," and and it's and yeah, it is all about uh, her wanting to try that because she wants because part of her is like, "Well, I don't want to crush Rory, but at the same point, like it, that I, I'll save him if if I, if I know the truth," and it's like, man, what a what a thing to walk in on. <laughs> like it's kind of like all hell breaks loose when like when she when she goes in like it's like man like what what would your mindset be you know you're you're oh, expecting that's... to see somebody cheating and you're you're finding something totally fucked up you know that's way creepy I thought like the uncanny valley mixed in with the different voice like that's mm-hmm. pure horror like that's really yeah, yeah. nasty that yeah just um, like wearing the skin of his brother but sounding like Frank still like it's horrible. Well, yeah, because like, uh, in the, cause in the book, um, you know, Frank's telling Kirsty, he's like, from now on, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Rory now, I'm Rory, mm. and he's, also, he's actually like, he's, he's also like, you just got, I'm just, I'm Rory from now on, you just got to deal with that, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm like the movie, where he's like, you know, I'm Frank, I'm Uncle Frank, it's okay, and mm. it's just like, but you don't, there's not any like, you know, this guy's gonna do something to her, if you know, that. <laughs> but in this, but in this, he's trying to give her a chance. It's some, yeah. you know, weird fashion, but yeah, I've always thought the whole, like, 
the skin, you know, putting up someone else's skin, you know, and all that. They're like not in like a Leatherface fashion, hmm. um, which I, I love Leatherface, but but you know, like it's kind of like and this oh, was okay. trying to pass himself off as it. This wasn't yeah. just like a skin mask to scare people. This was like, yeah, yeah I'm I'm Rory now. You're like, no, you're fucking not. Like, what the hell's wrong yeah. with you? This is my new skin, like literally. Yeah. Like, what, are you going to go to his job or something? Are you just going to go and hang out with his friends? Like, that is not going to work. Like, what would I, you know, if they would have made a, if he would have made a sequel of this and, and, and it actually was just like the life and times of Julia and, and Frank, um, <laughs> I, I think it would have been more of like a comedy. Because, I mean, that's <laughs> a good point. Been, right? How the fuck <laughs> would he go to work? Like, you know, oh, well, your voice sounds weird. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's, there are, you know, because, because where there is so much like to, to the mind uh, when it comes down to reading it, um, you you already kind of like have it in your head the different ideas of what could be going on and whatever. Um, and, and it's, I don't know. Uh, I think he was batshit crazy by that point anyway. I think he was completely fucking off the chart. Like, so I don't think he'd really thought ahead other than the fact that he probably wanted to kill his brother anyway and it felt like a, a good enough reason to do it. Oh, I need to kill him because I need his skin. You're like, fuck yeah. you, dude. You just want to butcher him. I mean, how could how I mean, you're running from hell. You yeah. know, you need a disguise. <laughs> you just had old girl kill all these dudes to, 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 so you can get your, your flesh and your blood and everything going again. Like, yeah, I, I would say that he probably was kind of out of his mind more than he already was. Mm. He was just a piece of shit before, and then after his little travel through hell and everything, now he's just completely a sinister fucking psychopath. You know? Because I couldn't remember in the film, um, but it's quite clear in the book, that he is trying to find the Cenobites, right? Like, it's not... Yeah. In the book, it's not an accident. He is trying to find them because he wants to live this depraved lifestyle, just not realizing quite how depraved it actually was i don't think yeah. he was expecting to go to hell i think he was just expecting to have a good time and so yeah he was already a dangerous fuck up like and yeah that was before he went through whatever the hell they done to him yeah uh and then uh the uh oh my god how am i fucking the name oh it's horrible my brain's not working the uh <laughs> the engineer hmm. uh the the ending part with the engineer. Oh, that was kind of cool. Because yeah. like, like, it's, it's a little different from how, you know, you kind of think of the engineer from the movie a little bit. And uh, it was, it was kind of cool to, to kind of get a little bit um, more from that perspective. Like, I mean, because the, the, the Cenobites and all that stuff, like, uh, you only, like, again, like, there's only, like, a little bit described, like, enough described to where you see them and then a the few parts that they're in it. I guess, um, um I, I don't actually know this, but my guess would be there isn't a follow-up book of any kind, right, to this? Well, that's the thing, is there is um, the the Scarlet Gospel. Have you heard of that book? No, I don't know that. Okay. Way. All right, so I was actually talking with my buddy Whitman last night, and um, you know how Stephen King has the Dark Tower series? Yeah. Where it's like, it's like, all his fucking characters just about like all mashed into like, you yeah. know, big thing. Um, you know, in, in a lot of ways, because Edward Lee did it with white trash Gothic oh, gosh, gosh, and, yeah. and, you know, and, and uh, Scarlet gospel is basically, that's what Claude Barker did with that. It's got, um, 
it's got people from uh cabal and lord of uh, lord of illusions and and uh 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 pinhead like the hellraiser crews all in it or whatever which in scarlet gospel it's he it's the, he, he, the Cenobites are described more, especially Pinhead is described more as the Pinhead we know as Doug Bradley in that book. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of like that's the only other one that I, that I know of that has the bulks and you know and everything. So yeah, it's it's a, it's a damn good book. That's a damn yeah. good. One. I, I read it a year and a half ago actually. It's a fun one. It's got a yeah. uh, familiar with the character Boone. Uh, Nightbreed and all that shit. Like he's he's one of the main characters in it. And yeah. it's find it crazy that there's not a follow up to to um, Hellbound Heart. Like just the world he's created is a very interesting one, and to not really go back. I mean, maybe he kind of got it through the films and stuff. But yeah, I'd have been like, oh, I've created a pretty fucking interesting world here. Like need to go back to that. Like, I, I yeah, definitely. I I I, uh, I would I would have been like, oh, I've got to keep going with this shit yeah. but like you said i think the films you know I think they kind of, yeah i mean even though like let's be honest the first four are the only watchable ones mm. um the others for the most part are shit judgment i actually liked because that is a disgusting movie <laughs> uh and doug bradley's not pinhead but that's a very disgusting movie but i think um, the last one i watched was inferno i don't know which one that is oh god that's that's not even good that's yeah, I put me off. <laughs> Doug Bradley, that's his least favorite Hellraiser movie because that him. that was a movie of which a lot of them um, were written uh, as other movies. Right, and they yeah. just threw in, you know, the Cinnabites in the box. And Inferno yeah. was one of those that did that, and you can tell. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not a, it's not yeah, like I said, the first like the first the first four. Uh, are the only ones that like I really give a fuck about watching, you know. And I said Judgment's good, um, but yeah, like I, 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 I you know, I kind of wonder that too, though. Why, why didn't he, you know? Because I mean, the characters, even though they're similar, I mean, he could have gone like the, the 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 film world, and then you got the 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 books. That would actually have been kind of cool. Was there I, much of also... a, um, was there much of a gap between them between the book and the the first film? Uh, when did the book come out? Let's see. Well, actually, I got it right here. Uh, the book came out in 1986. Yeah, no, much of a gap at all then. Yeah, because yeah, because Hellraiser came out in '87. Yeah, straight away. So yeah. That's pretty. Yeah. I guess if it's why you didn't really need to write another book, then it's just. He probably figured it's. I I would say that he probably was like, "Oh shit, this is this is actually, this is actually a good you know franchise working out here." So what's the point in even doing that? Yeah. Um, Which which again, well you know, Scarlet Gospel. I I like. I highly recommend that one. Uh, Highly recommend that one because that's that one. It's kind of cool when you're reading and they talk about the bells and shit. Whatever, you're like, "Oh shit, he's coming." You know. Uh, I love that the bells is in the book, like, because that's such a cinematic thing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have kind of thought that the bells were in the book. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. kind of, I'm kind of a sucker for that. Like yeah. when it explains it so, like when it explains it to the point where where you hear it, mm. like you automatically. I mean, like you know, again, you've seen the movie before you read the book. You it says it says bells, and you already know the sound. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know that exact <clears> sound. <throat> yeah, 
Yeah, you know, and you th- and you automatically have the scenes in your head, you know, with the lights coming up through the fucking the cracks, and uh, and it, it it's kind of it's it actually is kind of crazy with, with how he describes so much in this book what he actually did do in Hellraiser with some yeah. of just the way it looked visually, uh, the, the the way certain shots were seen and shit, like it's pretty pretty spot on for for, for it comes down to that. But do you think overall it helps or hinders to have seen the film before you read this book? Because I think it's one of those rare occasions where the film adds to it because of the atmosphere. But yeah, at the I'll same time, the book is pretty atmospheric. I think the book stands on its own absolutely fine. But it's those yeah. sounds, like it's the look of the Cenobites, the sound of the, the bell, like the yeah. look of Frank when he's kind of sort of like forming. Like I yeah. think all of that just kind of adds to the book as well. I, I would have to agree with you on that one, actually, because I mean, you know, again, watching the movie first, and then you know, as a kid, because I was fourth, fifth grade, something like that when I read this um, originally. Um, you know, they're like, oh well, I've seen the movie, so I don't really. And then as you get older, you realize, hey, the books are sometimes better, and there's stuff you're not, you know. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's just like just about any Stephen King movie you could watch. You go back and read his books. You're like, oh, you're like, that's yeah. why it's this fucking fat. The movie's only an hour and a half long. <laughs> you know, um, but but you know, yeah, I I I would have to agree with you on that. Like, it, it adds to it. It yeah. adds to it. I don't think it takes away from from uh, from one or the other. I'll, they cancel each other out. I don't know what that. I think they, it, it, honestly, well, I, I think would if, say, you've, if you've never seen the film before and you read the book, you're going to love the book. Oh like yeah, it doesn't need a film accompanying it. Like it builds all that atmosphere, all that griminess and the dirty sort of filthy characters and that fucking falling apart, crumbling house that they're trying to rebuild. Like it's all, it's all in the book. Yeah, I mean, this book is shrouded in shadows. I mean, like when you're reading it, like it's just like nobody has a clear face. You know what I mean? Like it's just they're like even like you know when they're all like you know having dinner or whatever. In my head, I'm still seeing like it's dark. <laughs> it's it's shrouded yeah. in you know darkness, and and it's just I don't know the, the whole feel of this book like, like just is just so like you said grimy, grainy. It's mm. raw. Yeah, it's, it's very raw. It's to the gut. It it sticks that shank in and just it just leaves it there for a minute and and then then it's out and you're good. I think awesome. part of the rawness as well is that um, like it kind of it jumps into the char- into the chapters, doesn't it? At certain points as it's going along, and there's there's like time skips. Like it just it trims everything that's not needed. Like there's no yeah. real kind of flowery exposition or big setup. Like it just sometimes it just chucks you in there, and you just kind of kind of work out where you are in the scene, and it just yeah, yeah. but not in a disorientated I, it, manner, just in a kind of rough and ready like just just keep this going sort of manner yeah like it actually makes me wonder like was this book longer and he just killed yeah. some of his darlings you know what i mean like yeah he, i think he was just, i think he, he could have cut a bunch yeah. of shit down yeah i think he could have easily have trimmed like five ten thousand words and just kind of got that quicker pace going mm-hmm. i like, haven't read i haven't read a lot of books from that time but i've read a couple and yeah, they're all bigger than this one. Like this is one of the smaller books from this time that I've read. Yeah, this that's what I was gonna say. It was it was like it kind of almost seems like it would would have been bigger 
Because I, mm-hmm. I would I would say there's more to this story that he was like, ah, I'm just gonna just cut this motherfucker out. Because like mm-hmm. like you said, uh, when it comes down to his books, this is the smallest book I'm pretty sure. Uh, right. I can't remember how how big Thief of Always is. That's a pretty quick read too. Um, but yeah, I. I what technical hitch there? But we're back. <laughs> right. Right. Um. Uh- yeah, completely lost where we were now. But <laughs> going hey, going back to that technology thing, that's uh, yeah. that's it happened, you know. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, you were saying the book was uh, pretty small for the time, and probably Clive Barker's smallest book. Mm. Yeah, I was just saying that, like, I it, it wouldn't uh, wouldn't shock me if if a good chunk of it might have been cut down just yeah. for whatever reasons, you know, because he's somebody that that also likes to put a lot into description um, mm. and an environment, you know, and, you know, the, the ambience feel of, of, of what you're reading. Um, and I don't know. Uh, I would say that maybe there was possibly, you know, or, or, or it could have just been a quick, a quick write. Could have been yeah. just something that he was like, ah, I'm bored on a Friday night, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm not no doing idea that it was going to turn out to be his most famous piece. Like. I I mean that's the the man's written so many great books. He uh, I I actually like just about all of the adaptation films. Um, but it is the I mean when you hear Claude Barker's name, you you think of you think of of, of the Cenobites. Yeah. Which by the way, does that not sound like a cinnamon snack to you? <laughs> I've I always said that. Should have marketed it at some point, right? Like, like you know, everybody, you know, for every when Freddie came out, they, they you know they were marketing the gloves and they had like, you know, little kid toys, all this stuff. But you know, the Cinnabites didn't get their cinnamon snacks. <laughs> I, I, I I would like to start a campaign. Bring bring us the cinnamon snacks. Do you want snacks. one of those little like puzzle boxes inside the uh in the cereal? Yeah, box. you just twist yeah. it and then start falling out. Oh, it's perfect. Mm. See? Yeah. Or cereal of some sort. Exactly. Is there anything else that we haven't covered that you want to chat about within um, Hellbound Heart? Um, I, it just it's 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 such a a, a straightforward read. It's a good read, good read. Mm. Um, it's the perfect book if you're going to be sitting at the doctor's office and you know you're going to probably be there for about thirty or forty minutes. You can easily read through this book. Most of it, if not like a, you know, a huge chunk of it in, in, in 30, 40 minutes. Um, it's a classic. I yeah, I don't think it's a book that's lost in time either, right? Like the style of the writing, you can still get on with it perfectly fine now. Uh, I don't think there's any issue there of it being a bit older, so it reads differently. Like, I think if that came out right now, it would still do great. Oh, yeah, no, completely. I mean, it's, um, um sorry I'm, i've got mess just popping up and shit um <laughs> no i mean it, it's you know like, like i said it's it's th- this book itself is extreme it's splatter it, you know it's it's definitely you know because it has that you know that that body horror with the the sinister you know vc andrews creepiness um <laughs> I, I I I'm not I'm not a huge fan of VC Andrews shit, but I don't know if you ever read it, but that is the, the most downright creepiest ass <laughs> books. I uh, just the, the, everything about them, but um, but like you get you get a great story, um, 
you keep you, you don't want to put the book down either. You don't want to put it down. You start reading it and you're like, oh, I gotta, oh fuck, I gotta make dinners. Okay, like and I'm over there like by the like you know the fucking sink over here like trying to like focus <laughs> on dishes and everything else. You know, it, it's just it's a it's a, it's a uh, the the brutality um, in it is uh, is pretty spot on. I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, uh, you it's quite kind of... sudden as well, isn't it? It's quite a lot of sudden violence. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, it's not it kind of, long kind of drawn out, out violence. It's just suddenly like fucking right. Suddenly that person is now dead, and their fucking skin and blood's being consumed or whatever. Like, yeah, uh, the 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 descriptive nature of of the 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 violence the gore uh those disturbing moments is just it's perfect like you yeah. you envision it all like you you know uh and club club barker is uh he, he's the ungodly god of, of of literature and yeah i i, I was really glad that we were able to 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 do this one so yeah no, it's been very nice to chat about this one and hopefully persuaded quite a few people to go out there and Give it a go. Like I said, it's a quick read. It's really just down and dirty. It's quite a nasty book. Not it, very likable really characters, but it's all right because none of them have a happy fucking ending. So fuck all of which, them. Like, which isn't always a bad thing. Sometimes you're yeah. like, okay, I really hate these characters, so I want to see what bad bad happens. Yeah. To them. Oh know? yeah. Which you know, it's again, it's light and day from from the yeah. from the movie with with that attitude with certain things. But you know, and and again, I hope I was afraid that this was going to happen. Um, but if there's, if I've mixed up the movie and the books at all, I, I <laughs> forgive me, uh, the viewers if don't crucify me, uh, cause that does tend to happen. That is the one downside of a book and a movie is you, you, you've got them both in your head. So you're some kind of, they, they kind of mess together. It's like trying to figure out like Halloween four and Halloween five. Like, you know, the, the, the actual plots of both of them. But like the shit that happens in them, I can't tell you what's in four and what's in five because <laughs> they're so goddamn close together, you know. Yeah. Same kind of thing. But uh, I wanted to make three all the time. Them. I've watched too many films, so they all fucking start blending at some point. It's it it's true. It really is true, uh, especially with franchises. Exactly. Yeah. But no, I mean, this is definitely one that we would highly recommend. And like I said, it's a nice quick read. And yeah, I think it holds up incredibly well. I have to say, I thought it was, I was really impressed with it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it's definitely one that, like, if you've got somebody in your life that is like, you know, I want to read something a little bit more, you know, I or, or like, you know, I, I'm getting into horror horror books. I want to read something, you know. Uh, I, I definitely would say recommend Hellbound Heart. Yeah, yeah, and that it's a great it's a great uh, great opening because you're like, oh shit, what else does this guy have? Weave World, uh, Damnation Game. I mean, like the Books of Blood. Like, um, there's a shit ton, and there's 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 a whole there's a whole row of crap. Now, Mr. Be Gone. That is another that is another one of my favorites. If you have ever wondered about a story uh, that has to do with a de- it's basically a demon's journal. Right. Uh, and and have you have you ever read Mr. Be Gone? No, this, this is literally the only Clive Parker I read. Shameful. Well, I- I tell you, do you, do you ever do you ever listen to audio books or all that? No, I don't know. Um, oh. Well, I uh, I actually did not read Mister Beagle. I read the first half of it from the library, and then on YouTube, they right. have Doug Bradley doing the the reading of it. <laughs> okay, that's what and dude, oh, it's it's 
it's pretty fucking killer. He's got one of like because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, Pinhead's telling me a story, <laughs> you know? Like it's 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 story I, I, time with Pinhead is something that should exist. <laughs> I I yeah, like that would be great. <laughs> I could dig that. Today, children, <laughs> there will be suffering. <laughs> Definitely. Anyway, dude, thank you very much for coming along to the show and chatting to me about. About heart, like I said, it's um, I think I definitely do need to read a bit more Clive Barker. I've been trying to go back and read a few more of the kind of books from the 80s and stuff, and yeah, so far I've been really yeah. impressed with what I have read. Like, I, like I always like I film wise, I fucking I've read I've watched films from like fucking 1897 or something, like I love going back to the history of stuff, so trying to cover yeah. a bit more old, extreme, and splatter sort of books, and it's definitely I'm, fell I'm into right that category, you. yeah. I'm, I'm, I, it's it's kind of like, and I hate to say it, I know I'm going to get shit for this, but like Richard Layman, I've never read any Richard Layman. So I've only read to... two. I've only read two, and they've both now been for the show. <laughs> I've done one with Judith yeah. for the seller. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm recording in a couple of days with Eric for the night of Lotus in October. And yeah, no, that's the only two I've read, but I've got like uh, I, it, 10 G- on my Judith's... TBR or something. <laughs> Judah Sonnet posting actually about uh, about Richard Layman is actually is one of the reasons I was like, wait a minute, who's this guy? Yeah. And then watching interviews with Edward Lee talking about Richard Layman and different people, yeah. and yeah, so that's I, why you I, got yeah, that's why you got to go back and read them, right? You got to see the people that you like at the moment. It's great seeing what influenced them, where did they kind of get their thing from? And I think Layman oh, yeah. is someone who influenced a lot of people that we both really enjoy at the moment. So. Yeah, I, 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 a lot of people are, have told me they're like, "Well, shit, if you like Edward Lee, you haven't read Richard Layman." Yeah. I'm like, "No, like, like you probably should." And I'm like, "Okay, I'm down. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm game. I'm game right now." Exactly. I would. I mean, I've got very limited to offer you on that one, but I would start with the seller. That's where I started, and yeah, I think it's a very interesting place to start because it's a lot more fucked up and gory than I thought it would be. I, I, I will definitely put that on on the. Actually, it probably is actually on on, on my list. Yeah, because that used that's the book that, that you and Judah talked about, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's yeah, yeah. That was the one I was like, I, I need to read this book. You know, again, a, a, a great thing that you're doing with this with this channel is, you know, bringing out the uh, uh, it's it's the underground man. You're you're <laughs> helping the underground uh, with uh, underground uh, uh, writers as, as well as getting out some of the some of the greats and talking about some of the books that uh, make this genre as amazing as it is. Yeah, I'm hoping to have a good mix. I have so far, I've had people that have, you know, kind of got a couple of books out and then the kind of more established writers within the genre and then some old classic stuff. Like, hoping that will continue because it's nice for me as well because I then get to read all over the place and have a reason for it. Like, being able to go back and read some Richard Lehman without thinking like, oh, I'm not promoting a current author. Like, it's it's still a good reason to do it because I'm promoting a current author by having them on the show, so. Kind of, yeah, you know, best of both worlds. <laughs> oh, completely, man. I mean, because there's, there, there's, you know, because to be perfectly honest, I mean, I've been a horror fan since I was, you know, fucking like I said, like a kid, like young, and I didn't really. I had a few people tell me about Edward Lee and all this shit a while back, and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, uh, yada yada yada. About a year or so ago, I started kind of getting more into it. And then I found the Splatterpunk group on Facebook and learned about, you know, all kinds of different, like, you know, authors. That's how I made friends with Stuart Bray and, and, and Eve and, you know, knowing who, you know, fucking Otis is and Judith is. And like, it's just, it's a cool little 
It's mm-hmm. just, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I love it. I love the genre. I, I love, uh, I love all the, the, the uh, uh, promoting of, mm-hmm. of, of all the different, uh, different uh, styles and whatever in, in, in the genre of extreme. There's definitely a community where there's enough room for everyone to write their stuff and for everyone to enjoy it. Like it's just the right size for that, I think. It's motivating as fuck. I mean, it yeah. really is, man. And I, I again, I, I thank you for for putting on this 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 uh this channel and doing the videos you do because it's because I, I I love it because every time the new video comes mm-hmm. up, I'm like oh, okay okay, and if it's a book that I'm like oh I can't like I will stop. There's a couple of them I've stopped. Like I think the seller, I kind of like I kind of skipped through the interview a little bit because yeah. I didn't want to hear everything, but uh but it piqued my interest enough. You know what I mean? And there's a few books that that have been talked about on on, on your show that. That I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So yeah, man, that's just, that's my big way of saying uh, thank you and thank you for having that's me. On. A, that's my aim Seriously. is to fuck up everyone's TBR list. Like, just want to quadruple yeah. it in size for everyone. Yeah. Once yeah. you go splatter, you don't go back. Yeah, you really don't. I've not read a single other fucking book other than Extreme Horror Splatterpunk for like eighteen months now. Like, I mean, did you see people posting all the time? Like, does anybody like have this problem? Like, it's not really a problem, but. <laughs> I can't read anything else but extreme and splatterpunk, and it's like, yeah, I get it. I, yeah. I, I, I had a buddy that 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 he let me borrow this book like last year. It's a good book, but I keep getting lost in reading other books <laughs> that are a little bit more uh, fucked up and a little yeah. bit more extreme. And, it's that uh, novella length as well, though, isn't it? So you can just read 120 pages of absolute carnage, or you could read. 600 pages of a different genre you're like well i'm gonna read five splatterpunk books then. <laughs> yeah i can read three books today yeah. or, or i can read this one book that's gonna take me like two weeks to read yeah exactly yeah, yeah. which you know i gotta say though also because like Edward Lee, um i'm not trying to get off whatever but like i i i've been reading his shit like a lot like a lot of his older books lately that are like mm. close to 400 pages and stuff and it I, it's just it's got me sucked in like uh, yeah. that's that's why I'm like that's the, the Richard Layman thing going back and because I'm like oh I I've got to I got to tap more into this this old school it's like I didn't yeah. realize some of this shit was out there you know I need to um I mean this won't air for a while so I'd have already have done this like some fucking time paradox thing here but I've got a right. break coming up and yeah I'm kind of planning on maybe trying to start the Inferno series just so I can finally sit there and read them like. Yeah, City yeah, of Fertile yeah. was uh, was the first uh, the first Edward Lee book that I I got. Uh, and yeah. I started with so I don't rate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking. Have you seen that movie? I haven't. You can't get it over here. It's a fucking nightmare. Oh, it's yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, because yeah, it's it's on Tubi, and it's a uh, man. It's 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 something. It's no, it's, it's 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 something to actually see that shit on screen. It, yeah, I don't understand how it can be a movie. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they've done with it. It's pretty fucking brutal. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, dude, I won't take up any more of your time. Thank you very much for coming on the show. And yeah, chatting about Hellbound R. Keep trying to say that title wrong. And yeah, I look forward to seeing a lot more work from you as well. Like, I appreciate any more yeah, books coming out. Awesome. Oh yeah. Right. Hell yeah, Thanks definitely. a lot, dude. Thank you. See you later. Thanks, man. Have a good one.